What is up, everybody? Thank you all so much for joining us for episode number one, the very first ever Bar and Kitchen podcast. My name is Chris Norcus, and I'll be handling the beverage portion of this show. So in just a few minutes, I am going to start crafting a delicious cocktail. And then towards the end, when we're ready to have our incredible meal prepared by my man, Dan, I've got an awesome bottle of wine that I am going to pop open and pair with this meal. But without further ado, my good friend, the very extremely talented co-host, <laughs> Thanks, Dan, Chris. Dan, let's see what you got, brother. Appreciate it, Chris. Thanks, everybody, for being here again. Uh, first episode, like Chris was saying, um, today I'm going to show you how to make fresh tagatelli from scratch and turn in the most epic seafood pastas. So with that being said, Chris, I'm thirsty. Let's get a drink going here. Yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. So episode one, we decided we're going to come up with like an Italian-inspired episode for y'all. So... Like Dan said, we've got fresh made pasta with a little summery seafood spicy vibe going on. So I said like, I have to do something Italian. If you ever had a paper plane, right? That's a pretty popular cocktail these days. I decided like paper planes, paper planes might be played out a little bit at this point. So I just kind of put my own little spin on it. Gonna make a, a delicious drink for y'all right now. So. Let's get started. I'm excited, Chris. Heck yeah. If you need Super help with stuff. anything, let me know. Absolutely. So I'm going to get started by adding all my ingredients into the shaker. I'm going to start with some freshly squeezed lemon juice. Anytime you're making craft cocktails, you really do want to use the freshest ingredients possible. Uh, so in this case, we're going to use, I'm making two servings, one for Dan, one for myself. So I'm going to use an ounce and a half of freshly squeezed lemon juice. Uh, so it'll be about three quarters of an ounce per drink. Um, little bartender secret here is that you wanna use your least expensive ingredients first, right? So that's why I'm starting with lemon juice because it's not very expensive, right? If I started with the whiskey and I made a mistake, let's say I put the wrong ingredient in there, it would, I would have to throw it away and start over and I don't want to waste whiskey. No, not at all. Who wants to do that, right? So that's why you start with your least expensive stuff first. Next up, we've got Aperol. Here, you want to get some of this? Oh, yes, sir. Fill it over here. Uh, so we've got Aperol, which is a Italian bitter sweet liqueur. Um, if you've ever had an Aperol spritz, you're probably familiar with this flavor. To me, it kind of reminds me of like orange soda. Uh, and so again, we're gonna use one and a half ounces of Aperol. There we go. That's gonna go right in the shaker. Next up, in a paper plane, you've got a specific kind of Amaro. And that Amaro is Amaro Nonino. Amaro Nonino is like ridiculously expensive and I find it, I don't really love the flavor. So I found this bottle. Uh, this is called Amaro Maletti. Uh, a little bit different flavor profile. So it's gonna have um, notes of like cola, like kind of like root beer. Um, and this is gonna give us a little bit more of a rich syrupy kind of profile to this cocktail. Again, an ounce and a half. Now you might notice that we've used an ounce and a half of each ingredient so far. A paper plane is one of those equal parts cocktails. 
some other famous equal parts cocktails are like Negronis. Oh, like okay. An ounce, an yep. ounce, an ounce. And then you've got Last Words. Same thing. Everything in equal parts. As a bartender, that's great because it's easy to remember. I never even thought of that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, so it's easy to remember. It's equal parts. So same thing here. Another ounce and a half. We've oh, got we get this. a shot of that bourbon. Oh, yeah. you got to get that on camera. we got this super cool. Um, it's my favorite spirit. Local bourbon. Uh, straight out of Austin. We're filming from Austin in case we didn't mention that. Awesome. And this is an incredible spirit. So we're doing an ounce and a half of bourbon as well. Try to give a little flair there. I don't know if it, if it showed up. <laughs> so that's it, right? We've got four ingredients. We've got lemon juice, Aperol, Amaro Maletti, and bourbon. You can use whatever kind of bourbon you like. I personally like to shop local. Absolutely. Um, like to support my local distillers or breweries, all that kind of cool stuff. So we went local here. So I'm going to shake this up with a big old scoop of ice. And bring this over here. Anytime you're shaking a cocktail with one of these Boston shakers, this is a two-piece shaker, you want to have the small side on top and you give it like a little press like that, so that way you kind of reinforce that seal. Give it a good shake. You don't want to overshake it. Um, what we're doing here is we're doing a few things. And why is that? Why do you not want to overshake it, Chris? Because what we're doing is we're obviously chilling the cocktail. Now I can actually get it separated here. We're obviously chilling the cocktail so it's nice and ice cold, but we're also diluting it. As that ice begins to melt in there, you're getting a really nice, uh, you're, you're bringing the, uh, the mixture all together uh, in the way that you want it. So you're getting a little dilution. You don't want to get too much dilution. Let's see how we did here. Pretty darn close. I think I did all right there. That's some pretty good measurements right there. Thank you, sir. Um, so now I'm going to hit it with ice. And hopefully, if I measure this correctly, there will be a little bit of room left over for soda water. The reason that we did it like that is because I want to lower the ABV on this cocktail. Um, and what I mean by that is that... Um, by lowering the ABV, what we're doing is making this like a sessionable cocktail. If you've ever had like a session beer, it's a little bit lower ABV, so you're not going to get super smashed on this. Well, I learned something already, Chris. Absolutely. I never knew that. Uh, here is our soda water. I just use the Soda Stream. This is a great uh, solution for always having soda water and not running out. Would any other like flavor of soda water work? That's a pretty cool question. I haven't thought about that, but you're right. Um, if you had like a... Like a lime or based yes. or, you know, maybe for this with a color, maybe like a mandarin. Yeah, like those, um, those flavored Topo Topo Chico's. Or the, um, the Waterloo is super popular too. Oh, you got, a bar, you got a bar back right now. I do. Here, let me get my little bar back on camera here. Bella. Hi, buddy. We're in Austin. We have dogs everywhere. Grocery everywhere. stores. Anywhere you go. Exactly. Uh, and then I'm going to give this a little garnish, just because it looks nice. A little lemon kind of wedge here. 
both of us. Here, get in close on here because your trick for getting a lemon wedge to sit on the rim of the glass is just to cut little it like slice that. A little slice-a-roo. little slice-a-roo. Looks good and looking good. All right, brother. All right. Let's drink. All right, let's do it. Tell me what you think. Oh, Maybe this looks a great. little stir. A little stir-a-roo, huh? We got bourbon, Aperol. Mm. You got to give me a cheers. Sorry, there cheers. Go, brother. Oh, I'm sorry. I was too excited. Mm. That was excellent. That, I needed that drink too. Let me tell you. That is excellent. I'm, I'm really feeling it. I'm having a hard time not chugging the whole thing, but I, I want to get this whole thing done before we start really drinking. Well, yeah, we're going to go over. slow. It is a marathon, not a sprint. Exactly. Exactly. All right, folks. Uh, how's it going again? Let's Dan. I just want to let you know right now we're going to start with the pasta dough. It's going to take a while for it to rest. So I'd rather get that going. Uh, traditionally, it needs to rest about, for this recipe, a couple of hours. But with TV Magic, we're going to make it a lot quicker for you. So let's just get going, okay? Awesome. So the first thing, using a digital scale, we're doing an AP flour for this particular uh, pasta dough. Chef, what does AP stand for? That's an all-purpose flour. Thank you so much for saying that. Chris, I've been working in restaurants for a long time, so sometimes I forget that people don't know that. Yeah. So we're going to start off with 228 grams. Some people wonder, why not, why not cups? Why not, uh, you know, why do grams? Well, the whole world uses grams, so why not just go straight to the point? Plus, it just makes everything a lot more exact and a lot more thorough than like a cup and a half, you That's know? That's what I was gonna say. There's you know, more it, exact than Exactly, weight. Chris. Yeah. So let me take a little bit out. You know, a little bit doesn't really matter too much for pasta dough, but uh, just for the sake of it, we're gonna do that. So cool. we're gonna put this here. Awesome. We're gonna make a little well. And while I'm doing this, Chris, yeah. if you could help me out. Yes. You're going to separate some egg yolks. Okay. So we're going to do one whole egg. Okay. In here. Okay. And then in this bowl, we can separate the whites from the egg yolks. So I need six egg yolks in here. Chef. So yolks in there, whites in here. Absolutely. And don't throw away your whites. I, I mean, if so. you're if you're not big into baking or anything, I guess you can throw them away. They don't cost that much money. But yeah. you can make a nice meringue. There's a lot of things you can do with them. Also, cocktails. You can make a nice drink out of them. A sour, possibly. I'm not yes. really too sure. Dude, great call. Yeah, egg white whiskey Sorry, sours. Sir. No, you're good. Whiskey sour. Egg white whiskey sours are probably one of my favorite drinks. I think this drink that I made, the takeoff, if I didn't tell you what the name of this cocktail was, I apologize. Like I said, episode one, people. This is like Trial and error. This is uh, uncharted territory for us. But yes, the name of this cocktail is the takeoff because it's like a paper plane. It's taken off. Our show is going to take off. And, Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you have a few too many of these, who knows what you might take off. Mm. But yes, <laughs> I've got my egg yolks working over here, chef. All right. Yeah. And then also we're going to have one tablespoon of milk. Cool. While you're doing that, I'm going to add that to here. Very nice. And then a teaspoon and a half of extra virgin olive oil. Mm. Very nice. And some may say, you know, why do you want one whole egg if you have six egg yolks? Yeah, well, is it like protein or? Uh, so the egg know. white gives it a good texture. Okay. So there's many different types of uh, variations of pasta dough. Some are sure. just semolina flour and water. Mm. Some are 
double zero flour and water. And this is not good for if you're vegan. Yes. But if you want, you can, I can put another down in the link below. I can put down another recipe of uh, just like a semolina, semolina flour and water mixture comes out just as nice. Cool. So that would be like a vegan um, freshly made pasta? A vegan option. Absolutely. Okay. And uh, so also, well, considering we're making this with shellfish, that's why I left the eggs in. Yes. This is also extremely good recipe if you're making lasagna or if you're making, um, I would say like agnoloni, I, I'm sorry, like, like ravioli. You know, make ravioli, I tongue twist it all up. But uh, anyway, you know, I'm gonna make a well here. I'm showing you the traditional way yes. right now. So we're just gonna make a little well and then we're gonna work it in. So once everything's in there, perfect. So considering we already have it in a bowl, best practice is just whisk it already in here. That way you break up the egg yolks, you mix up the olive, extra virgin olive oil in the butt, in the milk. And then once that's in, you just pour it in, keeps it in. Nice, nice. Look at that. That looks amazing. Okay. I want to make a Keep quick a mention that if oh, anybody's listening to the audio version of the podcast, we actually do a full video podcast of the Bar and Kitchen podcast as well, exclusively on YouTube. You can check us out. Uh, and I do recommend the video format, right? Because Absolutely. You got to see this cool eggs in the well of flour. It's kind of hard to understand if it's over the yeah. air. So that's why we're trying to be as specific as possible. Definitely. But exactly. Do check out our YouTube, TikTok, or whatever we're on, social yeah. media. So it takes a little longer. There's other yeah. tricks you could do. You could, put, you could put in your flour first and then slowly incorporate this mixture of egg yolks okay. and a, a whole egg and uh, extra virgin olive oil into a, with a dough handle into a KitchenAid. I've seen that before too. You can also, one of the quickest ways actually, which I would do in restaurants, is you just basically put the flour at the bottom, turn it on, and then slowly incorporate the wet mixture into a uh, food processor. Super mm. quick. Cool. It makes it makes life a lot easier, a lot quicker. But I really wanted to show you how to do it this way. That way, this is like the way the Nona does it, right? This old is old like school, the, you know. Italian grandma. Exactly. You don't want to, you know, everybody fresh made pasta on the countertop. Exactly. You know, it does take a little while. Yeah, but you I know. got you back. How about I start doing a little prep over here? I'm going to make these. Uh, Grape tomatoes, right? Or are these grape so tomatoes? So these are, this is a mixture of uh, two, uh, several different heirloom varieties. Cool. And uh, they're a mixture of grape and cherry. Okay. And they're nice and sweet. It's going to go nice with the different yeah. shellfish we have. Uh, they're very subtle flavors. And the reason why I didn't want to do like a red sauce is I, I, I think of it more of a, uh, a winter type of addition having yeah, the red really sauce heavy. yeah and having yeah. your roasted tomatoes but i know it's not in season but that's perfect for your canned tomatoes okay you know that would be perfect for that uh this will let the all the, the you know we have uh, little neck clams Ooh. mussels yeah and we have medium-sized shrimp okay. so i'll tell you right now about where the mussels come from they come from maine okay and uh they're they are farmed and some people think oh you know farmed not as good as uh, wild. Not exactly correct. Not for mussels, right? Maybe not for fish. But, so, sometimes, yeah. you know, because like your salmon, uh, your farm-raised salmon is still really good. Okay. You know, and you know, you, it just depends on the seasonality okay, of the mussels, dish. Okay, you can probably 
Oh, and the mussels. Let me tell you about the mussels. They're PEI yeah. mussels, so that's Prince Edward Island. Delicious. Uh, up in Canada. And they're very sought, off, sought after because of the, uh, the sweetness of them. And plus, it's very sustainable, which uh, most chefs like to support because it's better for the environment. Absolutely. And we don't want to overfish our waters or else we're not going to have those anymore. Yes, and we want to keep the mussels. Like, exactly. We can't run out of these delicious shellfishes. I love them too much. So right now, if you can look at here, yeah, this... this the old... Uh, Camera? The handheld, because that dough came together super nice. So right now, it's kind of a mess. So a lot of people right now would be a little scared. So this is a bench scraper. You mm -hmm. definitely want one of these, okay. and you definitely want one of these guys too. So yeah. this is good for a bowl. It's got a rounded side here. It's got a flat side, but okay. it's perfect too, especially considering you don't want to really mess someone's table up. Yeah. yeah. So it looks like a giant pile of mess right now, but it's going to incorporate, I promise you. Cool. It's it, gonna, it already is. I mean, I can tell, like, just by looking at it, that like, okay, we're, we've got a dough, or like, we're almost there. And the and the different thing about, it all depends on the humidity, the time of the year, yes. where you're at, because sometimes you might need a little more flour. And on the side here, I already have a little more flour if I have to dust it. That's a good tip. That so is a very good especially tip. in Texas, it does like, I mean, it's different here too because like Houston, very humid, right? Yeah. Austin, not so much. So this might be different if you're in Houston or, and also depends on your house. So if you don't have the AC on, yeah. you're going to have a little bit of a problem. No, we got the AC cranking today. Yeah, We're no, good. it feels great. We are good. It's really hot outside. It's like a hundred degrees. Out of nowhere. And it's only June and like, yeah, summer comes early in Texas. Just preheating. Sure. Look at that dough, man. You did it. This is like as legit fresh pasta as it gets right here. Let me move cool. this out of the way too so you can actually see. So yeah, this right here, so we're, we're getting there. We're not there yet. So you want to knead this particular dough for, I would say 15 minutes. Wow, okay. And then if you think it's done, nope, got to go for another 10. Okay. That's a That's little pro how you tip. Get those guns, is that what you're saying? Oh, I have no guns. I need, to, I need to do some more of that. But if you look in Italy, I got some yeah. forearms, man. You got those grandmas with like, professional wrestler forearms because they've been needing this pasta dough for their whole lives. And a chef told me once, never mess with a baker. Uh -huh. they, have a, they have a mean grip. They got a good right hook. Yeah, exactly. So you take, try to get off as much of this dough off your hands as possible. Okay. Scrape it to the middle. It's going to pick it all up. And plus, if you have children, this is a really good thing to have them help you out with. Yeah, this is like playing with like Play-Doh, right? I you think know, this is where Play-Doh came from originally. Exactly. I know I in you have a good point. Yeah. I know in Italy that you know they do give a little bit of flour and water mixture, like a like a, like whatever kind of dough, and yeah. just they give it to the kids to play with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is a lot of stories about that, but what you're doing too is it's a little different. So you have to press out. Mm. Actually, let's get a shot let's of that. Let's get a close Chris. up. I agree. So so right now you see all the right now the gluten is contracting right now. So you move it in mm -hmm. and then you press it out. Okay. Okay? Move it in and press it out. And you just keep going. You know, if you don't think you're doing it the right way, it's okay. You know? Like now, wait, let me ask you a question. Can you over knead the dough? I in my opinion, no. Okay. I don't really think so. The more you get, as long as we're looking for a very um, soft texture. It needs to be really soft, kind of velvety. Uh, it sounds kind of weird, but I remember I was listening to uh, a chef I really look up to. He went to Italy, and he was talking about when he was training there or working with this, um, this grandma. 
-hmm. He'd wake up early in the morning and go downstairs and work with his grandma downstairs and learn how to make pasta dough. And he said that she would touch her, the back of her earlobe and then touch the dough yeah. to see if that is the right texture. I'm doing it. Wait, hold on. Let's see. I got my it's, earlobe. It's not there yet, but that way you can tell. You see these okay. little bumps? Oh, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting, we're getting there, there yeah. but not yet. Yeah. So considering it's not hot in here, this is working out marvelously. Like if you're doing this outside, eh, it might yeah, be a little different. Tough. Yeah. So you just keep going. Keep going, and you know what? While I'm doing this, yeah, give me a, give me a job. Give let's me a do task. a clip, clip a little bit of, a little bit of this uh, flat Italian parsley. About how much do you need, let's, Chef? Let's uh, we'll do about a tablespoon worth. Okay. Maybe a little bit more. I'm I got some use, shears right here. If it's oh, easier nice. for you, yeah. sir. I'm gonna use restaurant terms. How much do you need all day, Chef? All day, about a, a little more than a tablespoon. Because if we add it to our pasta, we don't want to taste. It's gonna taste like grass if we add too much to it. I've and done then, that before. If I make like uh, like a soup, I love making fresh made soups. You add too much parsley, and you're right, it does. It tastes like uh, like your backyard lawn or something. It's gonna like overpower. That. My my what wife complains I do too much. Good? Um, you know that's probably perfect. Good? Okay, cool, cool, cool. My my wife complains I put too much herbs and things. Yes. So I had to hold back, and she was right. So remember, that's what it, wives are for right to, exactly. to reel us in to you know, so we're not overdoing it with the herbs. <laughs> So, all right, this is almost there. I'm gonna try to get the rest of this, ex this uh, excess dough off my hands. How's my knife skills, Chef? You know, we, we talked about this before we started filming today, that I am a big baby when it comes to sharp knives. This is one of my knives from the house. I use like really dull knives because I'm afraid to cut my fingers. Um, I'm gonna so, show you in a second. I'm gonna do a little bit more of this. You're doing pretty well, but watch your fingers on the side. Mm, so this yeah, is what, knuckle, right? let me do, let me show you a little trick. Mm, cool. Use this knife here. I'm gonna go off camera for five seconds. I'm just gonna rip just a little bit off. Okay. And then I'm gonna show you, you roll it up like a cigar, a little bit. Mm. Roll it up as much like a cigar as you can. And flat leaf Italian parsley, they don't pick off the lettuce in, uh, in Italy. Yeah. I mean, sorry, not the lettuce, the, the stems. The stems, right, yeah. That's all flavor. That's where all the oil is. Same thing with cilantro. I like the cilantro stems if I'm making like a chimichurri or a fresh-made salsa. Exactly. All right, so we're I'm going to call myself out right here. If you can't guess which one I cut versus which one Chef cut, I mean, come on. Like, there's a difference. He's got the skills over here, people. And plus, it's we're doing Italian. It's very rustic. I was very... Yeah. When I went to Italy for the first time, I really thought there was more like everything had to be everything had to be perfect, everything had to be like in its place. But they're very yeah, that's they're more very French. Would you say that's more yes? French it's very technique? it's very French. They're they're more laid back in Italy about yeah. things. You know, they would just this would be perfect over there. But I have like very I'm very OCD about a lot of things. Like I'm sure you are about the drinks yeah. and everything. So just keep going on that. Just chop it up a little cool. bit more. And then yeah, it'll be perfectly right fine. Chef. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna move this out of the way, cool. and I'm gonna keep going, kneading this guy. And I'm gonna go back to my dull knife because I'm not trying to cut these fingers off. And we're almost there. If yeah, you look at the dough, looks great. Just about there. Looking awesome. Um, let's see. So do you need to like let the dough rest or anything like that? Exactly, Chris. Okay. So we're just about there. So thanks for bringing that up. That's a very good point. Uh-huh. And just keep your station as clean as you can because clean as you, go, you don't people. you don't want to get any of this stuff already in your pasta dough cuz yeah. once you get 
the little bits of pasta dough that falls off. If you get those incorporated on into the dough, you're gonna have little like pockets of, it's not gonna be a good texture. Yeah. So I think this is about good. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get a little saran wrap. Okay. Look okay. at that, that's brilliant, man. That is like a, a perfectly, so I'm gonna tell everybody, so Chef Dan and I have known each other for a few years now, right? It's been, yeah, it's yeah, been at least three or four years. Yeah, and we met working at an Italian restaurant. I was behind the bar, Chef was obviously a chef. Uh, we became friends, we kept in contact, and then just recently, we are like, hey. We Super have random idea. too. Yeah, we have this idea for a show, let's do it. Um, and that's why we're doing Italian-inspired episode one to go back to our days of, of working at an Italian restaurant together. So Absolutely. So with that being said, if you want to get a nice shot of this, yeah, Chris, this let me pull out product. this little. So we're still going to have a little rest. So you don't want it to – right now there's so much – gluten contracting that if you press it mm. it's going to want to come right back if you can see it kind of comes back yeah. if we tried rolling this out right now what it's going to do is keep contracting okay. and then if it contracts you're not going to be able to have a nice tasting pasta okay. it's not going to be long it enough a thing? it's a texture and it just it's going to be a really hard thing to put through this it's going to be really uh, hard to okay. keep it flat so since we did this you do a little roll underneath Mm, kind of, yeah, yeah kind of yeah. like a, kind of like pizza dough. Sure, sure. And we can do something on pizza dough too. That's a good idea. Episode two, pizza, yeah. pizza for you. So just so this does not stick to the ceramic, because it's gonna, yeah. you know, you have egg. There's a lot of moisture. Mm. Right now it seems really dry because the heat of your hand is making it so sure. it dries off on the side, but the inside it's got a lot of egg yolks, a lot of milk, Very dense. extra virgin olive oil. Yeah. So we're gonna put a little bit on top. Okay. Just. Careful, careful. Make it nice and slippery. That way, so it doesn't stick to the actual saran wrap. Very nice. And then you want to airtight as much as you can. That way, it oh, yeah. that way it doesn't uh, you know stick. You pull it off, it rips half of it off. Sure. So yeah, with beautiful. this, we could put this on the side, I'm Chris. I'm gonna let this rest for how long? I would say this one particular for no less than an hour and a half. Hour and it and also half. depends. So. Say you want it to do go a little quicker, you could probably, if your garage is as hot as our garages are at home in Austin, Texas, you'd probably just put it in a bowl covered and leave it outside and it'd be done. Would you look at this? Oh, look at this. The Hollywood magic. Hollywood magic, we there got, it is, it's already done. It has already been rested. And the good thing, you add your, once you add the olive oil, boom, comes off nice and clean. Yes, that was a good, good step, good tip. And let's get a little shot on here, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so nice it's nice and relaxed. If you saw it wasn't a ball anymore. Yeah, poke at it again. See, look, it's stuck. All right, yeah, because when you did like this. See, it it's not coming right back, back out. That means, okay. that means the gluten is completely relaxed. Very cool. So, so are we. Have a little bit more of your drink. Get oh, relaxed I should. like the gluten. It's really good. <clears throat> So, now, next thing, take off yeah, a little yeah. like bit. Yeah, like clean as you go. You definitely want to clean as you go, man. Yeah. And try not to put any of this, a lot of the, uh, the pasta dough or any of the bits. You want them in the trash. Do not put them in your sink. It oh, will okay. gunk up your pipes. Gotcha, yeah. Keep an eye on that for sure. So unless you rent, if you're a renter, oh, I put everything down the pipes. <laughs> don't, listen, don't listen to Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so, is not professional so, advice at all. So we're gonna quarter this. Okay. And the reason why is it's gonna be easier to work with. Sure, sure, that makes sense. 
and yeah, this is a perfect like edible right there. It, it does, right? right? Like little beignets yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, beignets, exactly. Little cafe du So now with a little rolly pin. Cool. Well, a little little flour on the surface. Chef, are you gonna use all four? Or do you want me to kind of stash those away? You know what? You gonna do? I'm just gonna have them sheeted out, just so you guys can all see it. Brilliant, brilliant. Right? Brilliant. So, little flour on the side, AP flour, like we're saying, all-purpose flour. Look at, Look at this. This is like, do that again for us. Let's oh. see that flour. Like that's what I'm talking about right there. That is how you you make a delicious. And, and meal. some things are you're, you're so used to it that you don't even know that people think it's cool or not. I'm not going to lie. Right? Yeah, you're the professional here, so he like, he understands that we're learning. I'm learning. I'm learning. We're, we're all learning, learning here. Yeah. I'm not a professional at everything, you know. Some, some people, you know, they think, but, you know, you don't want to. So just a little bit. You just want to get through the pasta, uh, pasta roller. Okay. So this is about good. It's about a quarter of an inch, probably one-eighth one -eighth of an inch thick. Okay. Okay, that we're was gonna... super easy. And is that because it rested? It's because it rested, so exactly. So now if you had tried to roll out that first one, it's oh, it, be dense. It won't, it won't move. Kind of gummy. It won't yeah, move. Okay. It, it will stick. See, that's... It will do this. Like literally, it'll just mm. kind of, it won't even fall off of it. See, and... I'm like a, a learn by seeing, learn by doing. So now that I understand that you've done it, I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. And some people wonder, oh, you know, it's got these little things here. Why are you doing this way? Because sometimes how much moisture is in here. You gotta make sure you're flip-flopping around. Mm. You want flour on here because you do not want it to get any, you don't want it to get wet because we are okay. gonna put it through the pasta roller. Very cool. So it, like once you get it to the point in. You said like an eighth of an inch? Yeah, about an eighth of an inch. About the, about the tang of your blade of your knife. Cool. That's and the back I, end. I do know that one. Yeah, the tang is the back end. So let's measure with the tang of this knife here, right here. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Yep. We're like right there. That's awesome. So we're gonna keep going. Just a little bit more. Very nice. Very very nice. Is there anything else I can do to? Get Actually, yeah. You know shot? what? Let's do this here. Let's. I'm gonna pass you this here scale and just okay. just go ahead and just weigh out in ounces. Mm -hmm. Just to see ounces or grams, whichever. Just see how much one of these like quarter weigh. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so we'll put that to ounces. And we got 3.3 ounces. And that, and that way we can see how much portions we can get out of each roll. Very, very good, yes. Uh, you want to know your yield. You want to know how much you're getting from everything. Yeah, you got friends coming over, family over. You know, it's, so you tell someone you're making fresh pasta, people love it. It's, 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 it's a game changer. Yeah, you're going on a date, our... you want a cheap date. Yeah, People this is love our it. like uh, Christmas Eve tradition uh, with my family. And why is that, Chris? Uh, so there's like a so we're Italian, um, and there's like a at least it's Italian American. I don't know if they do it in Italy, but it's like a tradition on Christmas Eve. It's the feast of the seven fishes, and I've. Every year we say, okay, we're gonna do the feast of the seven fishes. That's so cool. And we can never figure out like seven different kinds of fish. So we always, we've since been like, okay, let's just ditch that idea altogether. And we came up with this idea to just make freshly made pasta. I think last Christmas we made um, like a tagliatelle like this um, and did a fresh bolognese. And it was just like, come on. Like, that's bolognese, that's, is, right? that's one I wanna yeah. make for like around, Wintertime, exactly. we're gonna do some bolognese. Chef, I'm gonna kick up the heat on the pasta water. Let's do it. If hit, that sounds good. Absolutely, hit that on, get that going. It's a larger pot, it's gonna take a little longer for it to go to a rolling boil. Yeah. And then we can figure out, so 
you don't you want your uh, pasta water to be salty like the sea okay did we salt it yet we did not salt it because right. we're going to show you just by kind of give or take how much it is and plus cool. obviously when it's not super hot you can also taste the water just mm. do not taste it when it's boiling and then you're going to burn your throat and the whole thing you kind of want it to taste like the sea exactly like the sea okay. but you don't want it too salty and never throw away your pasta water Use it as an incorporation. It'll also yeah. thicken your saw, your uh, your actual sauce, because of the starch content, and that's also yeah, good for good. seasoning because of all the salt already inside of it. I never knew that. That's so awesome. we already have this on. Make sure when you're stacking them, you put flour in yeah, between. Let's get the stacks here. Let's get the stacks. So that's good right there. Beautiful, beautiful. Now we're gonna set up the pasta uh, the pasta roller right now. Cool. Take a little quick break and then we're gonna get set up with our pasta. All right, so now we are attaching the pasta roller. It got a little um, little bracket there that will attach it to the table so it stays nice and stable on the table. Um, and that is going to be how we get the shape of the pasta, right? Exactly, and this is a really, I'm pretty sure it's, Imperia, it's a very good brand. And okay. if you go on eBay, you can find, I saw them today. I looked them up for like 40 bucks. Nice. This is like $150 brand new when I got it. That's so you, a really good tip. When you're buying kind of like equipment like this, it's not a bad idea to buy it used um, because it's still gonna retain its quality, right? And, exactly. And you save a few bucks. Same thing, we're gonna do something about with knives. Uh, because you don't need to buy the most expensive knives in the world. Okay. This knife, I love it. It was a gift from one of my really good friends. Yeah. And this was probably like $100 and it looks amazing. It oh, keeps yeah. its edge very nice. It's very durable and looks really cool. Heck yeah. So right now we have it basically all set up. Awesome. We're going to add a little flour. To the machine. To the machine. Beautiful. And that'll help everything slide kind of through. Exactly. Cool. So... Gonna have it here, ready to go. And just be careful, this is this part's a little janky. Yeah. It's a great machine, but they do fall off. There's I wish there was a locking mechanism. Sure. Patent pending. Yeah, we gotta so. build our own. Yeah. <laughs> so right about there, perfect. All right, so this little guide is perfect. So we're gonna do a couple times. And then let me ask a question. You start wide, right? And then you bring it. Start smaller and smaller. You start, yeah. You start out at the at the the highest level, the widest level. Okay. And you want to do it about two or three times. Two okay. or three times, and make sure you keep adding your. Uh, let me get that in there. There you go. Keep adding your flour, so okay. I can already feel it's getting kind of wet. So that means. So that means a little flour. bit okay. more flour. Keep that nice on both ends. Beautiful. And there's a lot of things you can do with pasta. You know, it doesn't have to just be like tagatelli or fettuccine okay. or whatever. You and you can raviolis. Yeah. There's lots of different things. Oh, fresh, uh, fresh lasagna. I'm from Michigan. We love lasagna up there. Love it. I don't think I've ever had lasagna with a fresh pasta. So sometimes if you get it thin enough, you can just put it in raw. And mm. at first time I saw that, I was like, nah, it's going to come out terribly. But it yeah. actually came out perfect. And it cooks in the oven. Yeah. Exactly. The reason why it comes out so nice is because the starch makes it so it stays consistent. You know, sometimes you've had lasagna and the lasagna kind of like the noodles fall off of the, uh, the sauce. And yeah, it's kind of mixed. soggy. That's because they washed their noodles. Interesting. Yep. So we're going to keep going. Very and then nice. we're going to... 
we're gonna, I'm just doing it this way and then I'm gonna fold them and I'm gonna do them again. It's kind of a little bit of a process, but it works out, it, you have to do it this way. Cool. So we're gonna keep it going. I'm gonna go a little quicker. Yeah, yeah. Get it absolutely. going. Looks amazing. I am excited for this. So we're gonna do that. Chef, do you have a favorite pasta dish of all time aside from the one we're making today? I would actually say mine's probably bolognese. Bolognese. Is I like, really like bolognese. So good. I mean, I don't really, I don't really know. Tell you the truth, right when I said that, I don't know. Seafood pasta. When I was in Italy, I went every single place. I was in Milan. I asked for seafood pasta. Okay. Cinque Terre, which is small. Uh, fishing village. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the movie Luca from um, from Disney? Mm -hmm. uh, there's a whole bunch of these little fishing villages you take a little train to, and uh, they kind of did a combination of all of them. And that was my wife and I's favorite. Like I had seafood yeah. pasta. That's also where pesto is from, by the way. A little trick. It's from Cinque Terre. Cinque Terre. That region is from. Uh, it's from. It's pesto and uh, trophy pasta. Okay. Is that southern? No, it's more in the northern area. It's okay. more more middle. Okay, so now I'm gonna do a little fold. And then this is exactly, sorry about that folks. This is uh, gonna be, it, it helps with the texture once you fold it. Okay. And then it makes it more durable. So you folded it on itself. Yep. And now you're running it back through. Exactly. Very cool. Now have you changed the level of the thickness? Not yet. Thing? Okay. So we're gonna keep that on nice, tight. Yes. Okay, and this we're gonna do a little bit more. So. Okay. It's a lot easier if you have a uh, an automatic machine. Sure. They but this works out well. just as well because sometimes it does get a little janky. Sometimes it does move around like it kind of is right now. Yep. But it's fine. Yeah, I've seen the ones that come on the like the end of the KitchenAid mixer. Those are pretty cool. Exactly. So we're gonna do this one. And for the sake of time, I'm only going to do two of these because there's sure, only two yeah, of us. Exactly. We can do this another time. Exactly. So this one here. Cool. And, and I can gonna, move those off. And we're going to do this one too. Get these out of here. Yeah. I'll put these on a little plate on the side there. Because we could put them in the fridge. Okay. I'll put it right in the fridge, y'all. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, we have to cover them. They're going to dry out in there. Yeah, I'll do uh, that. But that also gives me a, that brings me to a good point. Uh, basically, you can make these and then you could have your own, you don't even have to buy your own dry pasta. You could just hang them on, I've seen that, you yeah. can hang them on a clothes hanger and have yeah. them sit in there, let them dry out for a day. And then and, how long do they stay good? Like oh, a lot longer than months. I, I have actually no, I have no, I never thought of that. I, I figured forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Even if there's egg, it doesn't matter. It's, yes. it's going to be yeah. fine once it dries out. Use it year round. I'm going to go selfie mode right here and I'm going to. Okay, so now. Up. We're going to move it. We're going to move it down a couple. Okay, let me a couple notches. There. Moved it down on the little dial right there. Yeah. There we cool. go. Keep it from moving. And I'm going to wrap up this extra pasta here and get this in the fridge for tomorrow or whenever we decide to make pasta again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll them out after we're shooting. Which should be every day. I'm cool with every day. I'm telling Italian. A lot of Italians don't take. This is from what I heard. Yeah. Is uh, a lot of them eat pasta almost every day for lunch. It's, I mean, it's not, you know, it's, some people think it's going to make you fat. It really, I, I really don't think it will. Like, I as long especially as. Especially with a freshly made pasta. As right? long as you're active, you have really good quality flour, mm. uh, good quality eggs, and you can tell by the egg yolks, like how fresh they are because they turn a nice orange. 
Yeah, it's we really need those beautiful. Farm fresh eggs. It's just kind of crazy that like cooking is basically transforming ingredients, and that this beautiful pasta dough was just eggs and flour. Exactly, it's kind of crazy. It's amazing what you can do, and it's very cheap. I mean, it was not expensive. Right, that's this, the big thing too. Is you're saving, you're saving on this, and, and, and it's better. Yeah, exactly. Not including the uh, the wine. Everything <laughs> I bought today, fifteen dollars. That's incredible. That's everything. That's incredible. And a lot of the stuff, you know, if you bought the flour today, that's going to last you for months. That's not like just going to be used today. And then Two dollars. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You get a kilo. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So we're almost there, almost to the right thickness. Cool. Yeah, it looks great. And there's nothing wrong with using fresh, I mean, dry uh, pasta dough either. Some people think it's better than the other. Actually, some Italians think it's dry pasta is the better way to go because it makes it to where it's um, al dente. Yeah. Fresh pasta is hard to make it al dente. And it cook, but the fresh pasta cooks way less time. Like a minute, two minutes. Yeah, right? it's, yeah it's, it's super quick. You do want to take a little one out, taste it, okay. and go, because, you know, it's, it's always different. There's not really a specific amount of time. Okay. So we're going to go down one more. Okay. We're gonna go you down. done with the rolling pin, Chef? Yes, sir. Cool. Thank you so Sorry. much. Yeah, absolutely. I'm your, uh, I'm your sous chef on this. This program, I'll be uh, handling the cleanup, the herb prep, and hey. the uh, tomato cutting. I've been a sous chef for a long time, nice. so I love it. Awesome. I like being a sous chef, though. There's nothing wrong with that. Very, very cool. So yeah. here we go. So you, right when you see, you kind of want to put it up to the... Yeah, it's Maybe uh, you can see. You can see my hand yeah. here. This yep. is what you want. You want, your, yep. you want to see your fingers. Yep. So you put it down, a little flour. Flippity do, flour. Beautiful. And you want it to dry out. Okay. So a little flour again. Again, and this is like super fun. I mean, this is one of my favorite things to do in a restaurant. You don't have to think. You're just looking, especially if you have a window. Most of the places we've worked, there's a window when the person that's working the pasta, and you're just yeah. staring outside. Kids love it. They're staring, yeah. watching what you're doing, People especially watching and making pasta, making tortellonis. There's a lot worse things in the world. There's nothing bad about pasta, exactly. man. I love it. Unless you're diabetic. That's a whole different story. Or that's a whole different story. All right. So we're just about there. So we're going to add a little more flour. Looks awesome. And I'm going to get rid of this here uh, pasta roller machine yeah here i can start working on that for you chef okay let's see oh actually you know what i need it's it again i'm so sorry folks we got to cut it oh yeah 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 what am i thinking first episode so sorry let's get it going here let's see super cool and so you can also just kind of cut it rustic style with a knife too, you can right? totally cut it with a knife yeah. and you can make all sorts of different different types of pasta that way also yeah. but let me tell you if you already have the cutter yeah use it why if you not got it right i'll get a okay I'll get a little close-up when you're ready let's see here we go very nice there we go all right Beautiful. So you move it up to this. So there's two oh, different ones yeah, on yeah, this yeah. guy. Actually, if you want to get the camera, I'll yeah, show you. So right here, this will be fettuccine. Okay. And if you roll it, you could get spaghetti. And oh, this, yeah, you can roll right. them out and it'd be spaghetti. It'd be like the same exact texture. Cool. And then this is the tagatelli. So that's okay. what we're making today. I just think fettuccine is a little too thin okay. for this. I like a little more texture. Chef, is this where you need a sous chef right here, right? To catch the cut pasta on the way out. 
Yes. I think this if is you, like if my you, big moment. This is my big break right here. If you didn't have this little guy, you would definitely need that yes. for sure. Cool. So what, well, you know what we're gonna do? Yeah, we're gonna do a little board. cutting here. Because nice. I want to get that pasta dough cut down just a little bit. Cool. All right. So. All right. Moment of truth. Check it out. Fresh made tagliatelle. I got you. Oh and just my gosh. I gotta get the camera in there. Oh yeah, yeah. Get that in there. There we go. Let me give you this a little. Look at this. This is legit pasta. Are you kidding me? This is so cool. So we're gonna cut all that. And then you're going to Beautiful. you're going to take this, and we're going to set it on the side. Mm -hmm. Kind of string them out. Yeah, yeah. And don't rush it. Take your time. You just spent all this time making it, waiting. And it wasn't even that much time. That's the surprising part to me is that you can really spend a half hour and make this delicious, freshly made pasta in less than a half hour. Like. We're doing this in real time, and we're like, we're there. We've got tagliatelle. We are good to go, peeps. And sometimes if it gets a little, so one thing that some people have a problem with, actually, I'm gonna slow it down, okay. put it down on a oh, second, yeah. and let's get the camera right here so I can show mm. them what I'm talking about. So sometimes when you're rolling it out, or if you're rolling, uh, if you're gonna cut it, mm -hmm. sometimes the pasta dough likes to go to the side right here, and then it starts folding over itself, That's and you're like, oh no, yeah. So you just wanna hold it, gently on one side and then kind of hold it and like hold back a little lightly and it stays right in the middle perfect perfect every time look at that and now once that's we have this i'm gonna get rid of this guy and we're gonna cut it cool. and i'm gonna show you how a, a good way to actually cut the pasta so it's all like exactly the same without having a uh like a ruler like a ruler or something, or something. Yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. so we're gonna put it out this way so long ways, nice. Okay. And then let me get this scissors. So for anybody here. that's listening and not watching on YouTube, we've got what do you say that is? Almost three foot long. Yeah, about I would say about uh, like, a little, yeah, three foot. That's yeah, about, about a yard worth of uh, tagliatelle, fresh made, and Dan's giving it a nice little snip in half. So We're gonna now we've got these nice like cut them in half, yeah. make them a little more manageable. Yep. I like that you go with the shears. That's pretty fun. Yep, and then Good we're gonna time. keep keep the same. Go a little quicker now because I wanna get the other stuff going. Cool, yeah, I'll get a little close up here because we got pasta. A minute ago, we had eggs and flour, and now we got pasta. And the it's, thing is uh, too, like, it doesn't have to be perfect. No, you don't have any Michelin star people coming in here. Italian cuisine is it, it kind of lends itself to that rustic. Exactly. You know, it doesn't have to be the most perfect knife cuts. Just do it the best you can, yeah, you know. It's and about the flavors. It's about the togetherness too. You nobody's know? got nobody's gonna know. And plus, yeah. another good way of doing it: use this. This is the perfect length. So you go right off to uh, it. Okay. So. We got some right here. Beautiful. And then we're gonna do a little trim here. And then we're gonna do a little roll. Yeah, the roll. I love the roll. You gotta like turn it into like a little ball like that. Just a little bit. You yeah. don't, you know, you just it doesn't have to be like perfect. That's, that's probably like what, like a half portion right there? Well uh, yeah, we'll see. You want about five ounces, okay. which is a pretty heavy portion. And when I weighed that other one, it was like three and a half. Exactly. Right, so, okay. 
So about, yep, yeah, 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 there's about two portions right here. It's perfect for us. So this one here, maybe the camera. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And then this. Get in here with the close up. And then we'll portion it once we uh, know the weight. Okay, cool. Because we're going to want about five inch, uh, five ounces. Okay. So these are just the little bits. You can save them if you want. You can put them in like maybe a pot, like you can cook them off the little bits and then put them in like a soup, like a chicken noodle soup or something. The little ones that aren't. Yeah, the little bits, like you can, you don't have, you can use them, it's fine. If not, throw them away, they cost like nothing. Sure. So it's really not that big of a deal. Sure. So we're gonna cut off those little nibbits, cut down the middle here, put them in the middle here. And just a little bit more. Yeah, you got like one more snip. And then what's our next step? Now we got to start building a pasta dish, right? So yep. we've got the pasta. Tell us a little bit about what's going into the rest of the dish. So the next thing we're going to do is we're going to have, uh, we have some little neck clams that come from Maine, PEI nice. mussels, which is Ooh. the Prince Edward Island mussels that come from Canada. And I also have the uh, 4160... Uh, medium size, that's what medium is, is 40, around 4160. And 4160 is about that amount of that amount of shrimp. The count is per pound. Per pound. So for every pound, you're getting between 41 and 60 shrimp. Exactly. So the smaller number, the bigger shrimp. If you got a, what do you call it, uh, uh, 4160. So if you got a 1020, then you got some huge shrimps. You yeah, you probably got, got, yeah, you got probably got uh, some mantis shrimp or something. Yes. Yeah, those things, don't get stung by those things. Are some, or those are crazy. Exactly. They have a lot of them in Florida, also in Louisiana. Nice. All right, so. Awesome. We're going to go ahead, cut that little bit. And whatever, it's fine. It's going to be delicious. So let's measure it out just so we can see what kind of portions we have. Yeah, let me get the scale. Get the scale over here because accuracy, you know, you want to have a good understanding of what what you're cooking with, right? Yep, exactly. So this is about five. Okay, we're getting there. Getting there. So actually, I think for I think for you, like if you with the amount of shellfish, the amount of shellfish uh, that we have and shrimp and everything else, I actually for this. This is going to be perfect for cool. just us. Yeah, yeah, Because this will double in size. It's going to be big. You're going to have all these. We have about six uh, mussels, about six or seven um, little neck clams. You know, it's going to be a lot of food. So Beautiful. especially if you're hungry like we are right now, you're like, ah, I could probably eat a little bit more. Nah, save it. We're gonna put all these in there, but that's awesome. this is basically. I'm just gonna get a picture of what it kind of yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah, for sure. That's Let me put it back like to six, what it was. Ounces. So yeah, four ounces, I actually think would be perfect for this. Four each, yeah. Um, let me just put a little. That way you can kind of get a visual. So that's yeah. about five ounces. So that's perfect. A, about like this. A little two handfuls. Exactly. Cool. So we're gonna make. We're gonna do all this, awesome. and then make sure you add flour and you mix them up. Otherwise, they're gonna really? gunk. They're gonna gunk together. I never knew. So, so a little flour, flour the table, and then move them with your hands. And they're starting to get a little twisty. So yeah, it is looking beautiful over here. And yeah. rustic. You want it like this. You know, oh, it doesn't yeah. have to be, you don't want it to be perfect or, yeah. you know, it's, like it came out of a machine, even though it kind of did come out of a hand crank, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's more rustic too. I'm more into the rustic things. When I was younger, I really liked molecular things and all that, which are great. They're great. But sure. I feel like as you get older, you want... You don't want to spend too much time. You want to spend more time with the people you love. 
than just being in the restaurant all day. I'm with that. Yeah. So we're going to put this on the side and it's going to dry out, which is okay. fine. And that's what we're looking so for. So we're going to keep it over here on the side and we'll Beautiful. grab it. Cool. So we're going to clean up and wash my hands yeah, and I'm going to start a, prepping the vegetables. Yeah, let's take a quick break and then we will uh, move on to the veggies. All right, so now we're getting the sauce prepared. Would you call it a sauce? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're going to start cooking down some veggies and we've got some nice seafood to go in there. And I'm going to start prepping some garlic for you, you chef. take a little video of that while you're slicing yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And do a little... Cut off the old tips there. And put the and side of the smash. knife, a little smash, and that's perfect. Beautiful. There's also a way you can get those off if you have a lot of uh, garlic to, to, uh -huh. to, to peel. You can just put it in a container with a little bit of water. As long as you make initial cuts on it, shake it up, and you'll all be peeled in no problem. Very, very nice. It also depends how young the garlic is. Because if the garlic is really, really young, sometimes it's a little harder because it's really tight. So it's hard to kind of separate. That's one yeah, thing I've, I've noticed. Yeah, I've that before. Exactly. There's sometimes, I've noticed that sometimes that's why people like, they get the little paste, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. So we got a little bit of shallots. Okay. That's what I'm going to add here. And what's the difference between a shallot and a red onion? Well, this is more, this is kind of an in-between of a, of a subtle red onion, which are, red onions are usually spicier. And the reason, yes. and one way to get rid of that very extringent flavor is putting in ice water. Interesting. I've never mm -hmm. tried that before. Yeah, you want to put it in a little bit of ice water. designated onion chopper in our household. Uh, Chelsea will not chop onions. She gets all tears in the face, and so... Well, I got a trick for that. Oh, okay. Do you leave your onions outside or do you keep them in the fridge? Uh, onions stay on the counter. Should they go in the fridge? So no, there is a lot of people think you can, you can do either, but if you keep the onion in the refrigerator, it will keep the acidity down. It's not going to keep going to where it's going to burn your eyes. It releases a gas. So if you okay. leave it in the refrigerator, you can keep them outside, no problem. As long as you put them in the refrigerator for like... 30 minutes before you start prepping it. Okay. That should really help. There's that's, thing, that's a really good tip right there because onions will uh, release will the gases. People, you know, and so it's good to have, you know, a, a way of chopping onions without having to come get me all the time, Chelsea, if you're <laughs> listening. <laughs> so we're going to cut these. Let's uh, get some uh, close ups of the old onion chopping because a garlic. Because I think you got some knife skills here for us. So you, you cut them in half, and then you just want to slice them a little thin. You know, they don't have to be like, you know, when you're watching Goodfellas, and then, you know, Polly's over there cutting them real thin and too much onion in the sauce. With the razor blade. Yeah, with the razor blade. Yeah, you can do all that, but you don't need to. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 exactly. We're going to, I think this is about, this is perfect actually cool, right here. Because cool, you cool. don't want to, the onions, can, I mean, the uh, garlic can overpower the sauce. Because if it was a more rustic sauce, beef, veal, anything of that nature, oh, okay. that's going to have more, it's, it's going to be a lot stronger of a flavor. It stands up to other flavors. The onion, oh. yeah, exactly. So you want a little less onion. Okay. Or garlic. So here's the shallots. Oh, let's get some shallots. Same on thing. Table. We're gonna we're just gonna thinly slice them. Make sure you have a towel or something underneath your cutting board so you don't cut yourself. Please, yeah, always that's, remember that's how you that. Do it so it doesn't slide around. That's like restaurants 101. I'll show you here. We've got a little something under the cutting board so that it doesn't slide around. A wet paper towel or a wet towel will keep your cutting board in place. 
So I would say it was probably about, for the garlic, it was about a tablespoon worth. Okay. And for the shallots, we're going to do about a quarter of a cup. Okay. So, so that's probably three to one, shallots to garlic. Yeah, that's perfect right, right there. there. Okay, cool. And then also being in Texas, the Scoville units on peppers can be really high. And then that Scoville units is just a measurement of spice, mm. like a ghost pepper or like millions habaneros, yeah, habaneros. Yeah. So these are very similar to a uh, jalapeno. What kind of chili is that? So in? this is a Fresno, okay. a Fresno chili. So let's get a couple slices. Here you go. Taste that, see okay. what your, your, your spice Here's level. And plus the seeds have a lot of spice in them also. It's got a great flavor. And I think the flavor is the garlic that was on the knife. So now it tastes like a nice garlicky chili pepper. Not too spicy, not too spicy at all. It's got a great flavor. Yeah, so um, we're, we're actually gonna take some of them off. We're gonna leave some seeds on okay. and some seeds off. All right, show us how that, that, that trick went So again. you quarter the actual Fresno right. or jalapeno or pretty much any chili you have. And then right here, this membrane is super, super spicy. Okay. And these seeds are also very spicy. Also, if you get, this is random, but I just thought of this. If you have tomatoes, like a nice heirloom tomato or something mm -hmm. like that, keep the seeds, dry them out. You can use those, germinate them, and make yeah. your own tomatoes at home. That, uh, that sounds like a fun project right there. So we're gonna keep this. Now nah, we'll yeah, keep that one. Yeah, a little bit one. of spice. Yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. of spice would be good so for us. So this is another good thing right here. Okay, let's check it out. So be careful if you slice this way. On the skin, sometimes it's hard to get through. So sometimes it's better just to go through the flesh. Mm, okay. So you put them nice and even. So. Beautiful. So that's the spicy one right there with all those seeds. And it's a very subtle spice, so it's not too bad. If, if it's not spicy enough for you, you could always make, I was, we were talking about making like a fermented hot sauce or something like that. You could always do a little, little bop bop in there sauce, yeah, yeah, delicious. Yeah. And right yeah, now. I'm a big baby when it comes to spice, man. Like even a habanero is just way too much for me. I can't, uh, I can't handle it. Habaneros, yeah, they're spicy. My actually, my mother-in-law, she eats habaneros whole. Just I couldn't even imagine. Like that. popcorn, it's crazy. Couldn't even imagine. So here we go. We have this. Is about the same. It's about a quarter of a cup of oh, uh, the Fresnos. Yeah. So we have everything rolling. A little wash of the hand. Do not touch your eyes. That That's is an, such a good point because, like, when you're cutting up a jalapeno or a chili pepper, all that spice sticks to your fingers. And no matter what you touch, especially your eyes, you are going to be burning for forever. And that goes for other things that are sensitive. You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. So right now, here, right. let me get this out of the way, actually. We got our garlic, our shallots, our Fresno. We have our flat leaf Italian parsley. We have our mix of the heirloom variety of grape and cherry tomatoes. And we have our fresh pasta that this. we just made. And here we go. Let's here go. Here we go. Also, I forgot to bring up, when I shelled my shrimp today, mm. I actually just put them in a pot of water and just let them simmer, lightly simmer, because you don't want to be too strong. But I also, that way you can also keep your, uh, your shells, the exoskeleton of the shrimp, because you can make a, a shrimp bisque. Don't throw them away, put, mm. them in a, put them in a bag and keep accumulating them in the freezer. And it's yeah. a good way to get some flavor bombs. So that's what I have here. You can't even really tell. Yeah, it's got a light hue, maybe yeah. maybe in the light. 
Yeah, there we go. You can see a little bit. You get a little hue. Kind of looks like some burnt wine. Absolutely beautiful. So here we go. We got that pasta water rolling. So if this was, uh, if this pasta water. Pasta water is, uh, the heat is on, Chef, yes. If the pasta, so if say this was a dry pasta, you would want to get the pasta already in because it's going to take about 10 minutes yes. or so. Yes. And some people put extra virgin olive oil in so they don't connect and stick. I've heard different opinions on that. I yeah. feel like it's not the best thing to do, actually. It's kind of a preference. It really, yeah. I've tried them both and it works out good either way. Okay. Save your olive oil. Just, Save your olive oil. Just, just, yes. just, you know, it's expensive. Just make sure you just do a little twirl. Perfect, perfect. So we're going to turn this on. Okay. We're going to go nice and low though, because this is extra virgin olive oil. It's got a very low smoke point. Okay. If it smokes, it's going to be bitter. So we're going to add a little bit of olive oil, probably about a tablespoon or so. Just kind of eyeball it. Exactly. we got a little bit of cream. We're going to add a little tiny bit of cream as a stabilizer. Get that going a little bit more. I think we have a guest over here and she uh -huh. smells all this delicious food that we're cooking. She's looking for little scraps. But uh, trust me, Bella, you do not want the Fresno chilies. <laughs> you do not want those. So right, bring your cutting board next? over if yes. you feel comfortable. If not, put them in little containers. Mm. So we're going to go ahead and put them all in. Beautiful. And if you want, Never use the blade of the knife, use the tang. Don't mess up your knife and get it all scraping the wood or whatever else is Unless on there. Unless you're like me and you like a dull knife because you're a big baby and you're afraid you're going to cut the tip of your finger off. Oh man, I've cut the tip of my finger off a couple times. It's okay. That's it grows like back passage, as long. Right? That's a rite of passage for a chef. Pretty much. So we got it going. Nice let's talk, red. Let's talk about utensils here, chef. So you went with the wooden spoon. I love wooden spoons. The chef I worked with when I lived in Florida, uh -huh. he's been to Italy a bunch of times, really loves Italy in general. And he taught me a lot about Italian cuisine. And uh, he always told me you want to use a wooden spoon. Okay. He's the same person who told me that you want to add salt in the water to be like salty as a sea, nice. but not like the Dead Sea. Okay. So you don't want to be floating in the possible No, water. you don't. You want to be able to swim in it. So here we go. Like we got this. it nice. Not, we're not going to melt them. And melting means where it pretty much completely dissipates. It completely, the structure of the shallots and the garlic completely go away. You Beautiful. can, a lot of people do it with leeks. If you okay. feel like you need a little bit more oil, add a little bit more oil. It's okay. Awesome. Add a little bit. We're going to add a little bit of salt. And I'm going to add a little bit of pepper. Black pepper, about four turns, three, four turns. That way it starts toasting the actual pepper, releasing the aroma, the terpenes inside of it. It is smelling so good in here. I don't know of many smells that I like more than just garlic and onions and olive oil. I am a huge fan. I use garlic in everything. If and I'm making a marinade for my, got a nice sizzle. if I'm making a marinade for my pot for uh, for even a sandwich, I do a little microplane of the garlic. Yes. Just a tiny bit. So this is melding in nicely right here. Beautiful. So now we're going to add a little we're bit of the about, salt. Sorry to interrupt, but we're on about medium low heat. Medium low heat. You can okay. we can go right down here. So we're right. Oh, yeah here see that flame we go right about here we're good so we cool. started here we're going here so now awesome. we're gonna do a couple a little bit here a little bit of salt 
What kind of salt are we using? We're, doing, we're using kosher salt. In the United States, we use a lot of kosher salt. In Europe, I've noticed they use a lot of uh, sea salt, fine sea ah, salt. Okay. And that's a big difference with recipes. See, fine sea salt is way saltier because of how fine it is and how coarse um, kosher salt is. Okay. Big difference. Yes. They also don't like a, as much salt as the United States. We have a very high sodium diet. Oh, yes. So when I was there, actually, when I was in Italy, in the northern area, they don't really like spice very much. I didn't know that. Okay. So I had to buy, I had to buy a bottle of hot sauce to put on everything. Nice. Yeah, you told me about After that After li moving down from Michigan, yeah. down to Florida, there's a lot of people from the islands of Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. Haitian, all those areas, and they all have spice. Yes. And spice was a very was was really big for uh, preservation, and that's why a lot of the cultures are so used to such a high level of spice. Okay. So, so maybe it's because I'm part Italian that I can't handle the spice. Well, you're probably I'm, from the North Italian. I'm blaming it on the heritage. You get a little drink. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Uh, mine's long gone. Like uh, uh, no. you've been cooking, I've been drinking. Nothing so, wrong with that. Uh, it's a good it's a good trade off. If you could, I would love hand to. Hand me a, hand me that white uh, the white wine, please. Yes, so we've got a Sauvignon Blanc that we're going to use as our cooking wine, right? Yep. Uh, nothing too special. I mean, although it does say it has won 400 awards. Oh, so wow. That's kind of a big deal. But sounds yeah, pretty... I just went through the, the aisle and picked literally the most inexpensive white wine that I could find. Um, and this is what we came up with. I think it'll be delicious. Okay, let's get a picture. Of the shellfish. Mm, yeah, looks gorgeous. So these are pink. These are pink shrimp. So um, they are very small. That's why I didn't cut them down. And then that's mm -hmm. reason. So they are white. They're a white pink shrimp. I'm sorry. I know I said white earlier, but they're like an in between. Okay. So these uh, these are the little neck clams. And then if you look through there, there's some. You got to make sure that the beards are gone. I already pre-washed these. Cool. But this one's open. Throw it away. Okay. Don't even eat it. They have to be nice and tight. Make sure there's no beards. There's no, there should be, they're little, uh, kind of like this, but all down the sides. Because if they're open, that means they're dead. And exactly. If they're dead, you can't eat them. You don't want to eat them. All right. So, all right, we're going to bring them over here. First thing we're going to add is the shellfish. Very nice. Kick the heat up to about medium, medium high. We're going to get them going. Okay. Just get that excess liquid and always also purge your mu your uh, muscles. I forgot to bring that up. Pur purging your muscles means you're submerging it in a water, okay. cold ice water, not warm. Okay. And then that way it releases the sand from this, from the inside of the actual shellfish. Same goes with, uh, you could, if you have uh, scallops that are, you haven't shucked yet, same with those. Okay. Same with uh, little neck clams. So if you want to get a little picture of this, yeah, we're going to turn this in, heat up. In close. We're going to turn the heat up. So we're going to get that going. A little toast on it. On this side here, we're going to turn this all the way up like we already got. Okay, that's turn this up because you don't want to add cold. You don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to add cold uh, stock. All right. Okay, so once that goes. We're getting there. You're seeing all the frying going on. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, the color is amazing. So, we're going to let that sit. Okay. And we're going to get that camera in one second. Yeah. Now we're going to cut this lime, or lemon, I'm sorry. I got you on the lemon. I all right, you. perfect. Just right in half. 
Right and a half. I got a little lemon squeeze. Oh right yeah, here. if you could. There was another thing. If you could just squeeze a little bit in here, we can go from sure. there. How much are you looking for all just day? Just squeeze that whole thing. That's okay. good right there. Cool. All right, we're in. So, awesome. they're already starting to open up a little bit. Lemon juice, right? Okay. Now we're going to add our wine. Let's get the wine in there. Oh, that's a good sound right there. That so, is, don't, uh, be, don't be scared with the wine. You want about, yeah. maybe about a quarter cup. Okay. Bring that up to a boil and let's add a little bit of that shrimp stock. Nice. Now when I chose the wine for our, our, our dish, I chose a different wine than the one that we're going to drink with it. But they say that you should use a wine that you would drink by itself regardless, right? Exactly. Okay, so let's make sure. So we also, oh, sorry about let's that. Give this and a we try. and we covered and we also covered it so it steams. Bring it on high. Yep. Bring it down a little low. I think so. Oh, very good. Not bad, right? Uh, I like it. You want to throw me that cap for this, chef? Here you are. And when you are, we're gonna put the wood spoon away. And we're gonna go to the tongs. Nice. So nice. also, if it's hot. Pick it up with the tongs, set them down with the tongs. Yeah, and we, uh, you covered that too, so you're steaming things, right? So we're going to steam. We're steaming right now. Right, that way it opens the up the bivalves. And we're also going to take it off because you don't want to be scraping on your oven. So okay. pick it up nice and easy. Shake them around, but you want to keep that lid down. If you don't have a pair of tongs, you don't feel comfortable doing that, yeah. get another towel in your hand and hold the top if it's too hot, okay? Okay. So once we do that, we're going to look. When you open it, uh -huh. open away so the steam doesn't hit you yeah. in the face. Let's, let's get this moment captured on camera right here. Oh my god! And then hold that it right above so, so that so the liquid goes back down. You don't have a big mess. Ah, very smart. Look at that. So now the, the muscles are beginning to open up. So the clams are kind of getting there. So they're almost there. But this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna take another bowl. <laughs> we're gonna take our muscles out until those clams are completely cooked because so we don't, don't want them to turn them into rubber. Exactly. Because there's a lot of residual heat going on. These are already hot. These mussels are beautiful, nice They're and plump. Take a nice yeah. picture of the inside yeah, so you can see. Real close up in there. See if you want a little, like say you just want clams, you're really hungry, you just eat them like that. Um, you know, so we used to work at an Italian restaurant and one of my favorite starters on the menu was the, the mussels with the grilled bread and you had like that white wine mm, butter yes. sauce. Yeah. They're very good for you too. They're rich in omega-3s. It's mm. very lean protein. Yeah. Uh, it's very rich in minerals and uh, vitamin, vitamin B12, I believe. Okay. So it's very delicious, very good for you. Awesome. Also, extremely cheap. Yeah. So. Yeah. How's our pasta water? Nice and salty. Pasta water is ready. It's good, okay. tastes perfect. I am not gonna add these in until these uh, clams are open. Okay. This will take no time to cook. Right, and I don't want so this to be done before those. Perfect. So up. So we're going to keep going. That's why I made that little stock. That way, you know, it's got a little bit of wine. It's got some more flavor. Because instead of adding, um, instead of adding like chicken stock, which you could, but I think if it's shellfish, let's just go all shellfish, you know, like yeah, all fish sense. in general. Makes sense. So we're going. It's going to be a little bit, a little bit of time. And we're good. You can also make some nice grilled focaccia bread, nice toast on it. Yeah. A little bit of, uh, you could take a garlic, uh, take a piece of garlic, cut it in half. And then just so you get a little bit of garlic aroma, just rub it on that nice crusty bread. Yes. And then it gives a really nice flavor. That's 
that's like one of my favorite things. So we're going to... garlic. Garlic is just my favorite thing. Exactly. In it's delicious. Form, yes. It's good for you too. It is. It is. So almost are starting to open oh, up. Oh, yeah, they are. Yep, I see it. We're going to add the rest of this stock. Beautiful. Okay. Keep it going. Awesome. We are doing it right now, folks. We've got the pasta ready to get in the water. Uh, we've got our shellfish cooking down in those awesome aromatics. We got fresh herbs and tomatoes ready to all come together. Like we're coming up on the home stretch here right now. We're almost there. And we're putting together a heck of a meal. And if you could, sir, could to. you grab the uh, two plates so we'll have them ready to go? Yes, yes. I'm also going to take this butter. Nice butter holder. I really I was telling Chris, this is this is awesome. I yeah. love this thing. Yeah. Is this salted butter? That is unsalted butter. Unsalted, that perfect. That's gonna. Yeah. And the reason why I asked that is because it's already a salty dish. I want to make sure what kind of butter it is before I add it. Because we already yeah, have. You want to control the salt, right? Exactly. Because we already have the saltiness from the actual bivalves themselves, the saltiness mm -hmm. from the water, and then we're gonna add more salt if there's an already incorporated into the butter. Totally. So totally. I'm gonna take a nice little gander. Look at that. We're open, that. We're ready we to go. Turn that, it. turn that down. Actually, just turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it all the way off. Completely Take off. The lid off. Oh my gosh, they look amazing. Smells good. Dude, it smells incredible right now. So I'm just gonna remove them okay. completely. Get that shrimp going. Oh yeah. I have the heat. The I have the heat completely off. Okay. Because the shrimp's gonna take no time. I'm gonna add that pasta. So if they don't open, they might be dead. So right, that's so another thing. One that hadn't opened, Dan threw it right in the trash. That's the way to do it. Yeah, you don't want to get sick. It's not worth it. Okay, so we're gonna get that reducing. Now, All right. Chris, if you could. Yeah, let's come in. I'm gonna let's just yeah let's just get it in. So we're gonna slowly incorporate. You want to kind of break it up as you're dropping it too. Break it up, and then we're gonna stir it in too. Okay. Do we want to set a timer for this, or are you going to come out? No, I, I, I'm going to look at this clock right here. Okay. We got about we're at 6:09. We're going to check about two minutes. Awesome. So two we're going to two minutes on freshly made pasta versus what eight to twelve minutes? Depends on the stuff. thickness. If it's like wow. orachetti or a caddy, whichever you want to call it, uh, that one's a lot thicker of a pasta, so sure. it takes a lot longer. It takes about twelve minutes for that particular totally. pasta. And, but if you have a thin one, like bucatini takes like no time to cook, even if it's uh, pretty much dry, because there's a little hole. It, it's it's kind of like a straw. Like a hollow spaghetti. Exactly. Yeah. Like a spaghetti takes a lot longer because it's completely filled. Mm. But the bucatini is very quick. So we're going to look. We already see it rising up. On the side here, I got a little, uh, little uh, strainer on a pot. Mm. We're going to try the pasta. So it's already floating, and usually that means it's pretty close. I mean, it, it, it's pretty uh, pretty quick. Beautiful. Are we going to throw it against the wall, see if it sticks? No. No, I, I've heard people do that. I personally yeah. go against that. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to. I, I, I worked with a guy who did that, and it just makes your kitchen a complete mess. And that pasta. I am speechless. That is so good. So what do you think? Is it close? I think, first of all, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's done. It's done. All right, so what we're going to do... First of all, it's salted exceptionally, so the pasta has flavor. Uh, it's seasoned. The texture of it is not anything like the pasta you get you know, down aisle seven at the grocery store. Uh, this has um, kind of a more fresh 
and kind of like a that. Chinese egg noodle, if you will. Yes, it's, it's definitely an egg noodle. Yes, I mean that that's bite. where it came from. Yeah, it's got that bite and the flavor. So all that. Let's get a picture of this uh, yeah. this pasta while you see how cloudy it is. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw that away, right? So no, no, no. no. So we want to keep it. And you see right here, this is what I'm saying. You don't want. There's a lot of starch, and it makes a big mess. Yeah. And this will help thicken. We're gonna cook this down a little bit more to almost like a nappe, which means to stick the back of a spoon when you push it so it's nice and uh, nice viscosity on it. Now, I've been in the industry most of my life and I've never heard that term, nappe. Nappe, yeah, it's That's French. That's where it coats the back of a spoon. Back of a spoon, it's French. All right, so, so I knew about the back of the spoon, but I never heard that term before. So we're learning something new today, everybody. I hope, uh, hope y'all are ready for this because it's coming. It is like, it's about to be on. So let's see where we're at. Looking nice. Good. It's getting nice and thick. We're going to add a little bit of cream, not all this cream, just a little bit, probably about a Sorry. tablespoon. Half tablespoon, tablespoon. Yeah, about yeah. a tablespoon. Just just a little binder. I don't want it to be like, you know, like an you Alfredo some, or something. You want no. some richness. Though. Yeah, a little, little bit of richness. Yeah. There we go. Bring that up to a boil. It'll be nice. Gorgeous. So we're going to add this pasta right here. It's good. You just want to keep moving it around a little bit. Yeah, you want to hand me some tongs or... Yeah, we'll put it in there in a second. Yeah, just... Yeah, perfect. And then we'll take a little bit of this pasta water. And we're going to add that to it. Nice and starchy. Yep. We're going to add that, and that's the reason. You want to get your sauce basically where you want it. If you add everything into it right now, it's going to be all soupy and falling off the, the yeah, pasta, yeah. and then the shrimp's going to be overcooked, and you just really want to get your base sauce ready. You can always add more pasta, dough, uh, pasta water as you go. Okay, and now when are we putting the shrimp in there? The shrimp we're going to add uh, at the same time as the tomatoes. Okay. Would you look at those tomatoes? Those are cut like... Perfect. Those are really good. Those are really nice tomatoes. We're going to add a little bit, actually, of pepper. One, two, three. Okay. Three turn, three quarter turns. We also are going to add a little lemon juice at the end. You don't want to add it right now or else it's going to become really bitter. I like lemon acidity with my seafood pasta so so, all the time. Go ahead. Yeah, that's me. Take that. Try that. Beautiful. Try that. And when you're, when you're also smelling, make sure that you're, you're wafting the steam to your nose because if you go straight up, you can get a third degree burn on your nose. Trust me, that I've is, seen it. That is worth a third degree burn. That's how delicious that is right now. That is. Do you have health insurance? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's outstanding. All right, yeah, you got that clam flavor. You got all that really nice, rich flavor. Oh, yeah. Okay, so right now, we're gonna turn that heat a little bit down. Okay. We're going to add our shrimp. Beautiful. You can get the camera. Yeah, we'll put that in. Old, uh, handheld going. We'll put those in here. They don't take long to cook. I mean, they start, you can already see in a second, they're going to start turning very red. Yeah, if I they know. start curling completely, they're going to overcook. I heard that you want your shrimp to look like the letter C, yes. not the letter O. It, I mean, right? yes, it also... It, it to completely close into a circle. You want it to still kind of form that half-moon shape, right? And it also depends on the type of uh, the type of shrimp. Sure. Because some yeah. are a little elongated, especially if they have the heads on them. They're usually a little more elongated if you look at them when you go to your, your local fish market. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go. We're just about there. Cool. So add a little bit of pasta water to this. Very nice. Because you want it to still be a little loose, right? You don't want it to be too... 
You're making a pasta sauce, not a steak sauce. Exactly. So we're going to do a little mix. Oh, let's do a little mix. That looks amazing. So we're going to do a little mix. Oh, and it's going to keep going. Because don't worry. If people say, oh, the shrimp's not cooked all the way, there's residual heat. It's going to yes. keep cooking. Yes. So you want the pasta already in there, soaking up all that sauce, adding the saltiness. So now is the time you want to taste your uh, pasta while you're cooking to make sure if you need to add any more salt. Okay. You don't want to add any more salt because it's already soaked up into the actual pasta noodles themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, seasoned perfectly from my little taste. That's the big thing too is taste as you go. That's something I've learned from working in the industry is that you always taste as you go. We're gonna add a little more pasta water because you want it. You want yeah. it's gonna keep. It's gonna start thickening up as you go. So yeah. you know, a little more is better than not enough. Okay. So here we go. Almost completely done. We're just waiting for that shrimp to cook. We took the pasta out. So right when it started floating, uh, Chris and I discovered take it out. Yep. That will be perfect. Awesome. And this is actually right here, five ounces with everything else. So this is about five ounces right here. We're gonna put this on that camera. Try not to get all that steam, but like we'll put it to the side so they can kind of see. That's a lot of pasta, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it doubled in volume if it seems like. This wow. is two portions right there. Oh, so yes. about two and a half, you can do that. You go to a restaurant, they're gonna load you up. You ever go to a restaurant, they give you this giant mound of pasta, you're like, man, I, I just came here for vacation. I have no refrigerator. <laughs> what am I gonna do with all this? So. Yeah. Like a challenge. Can exactly. you eat the whole bowl of pasta? There we go. And now we're gonna add our tomatoes. Very nice. Little tomatoes what in kind there. Of tomatoes are those perfectly cut. Perfectly tomatoes. cut heirloom tomato varieties. And this right here, the tomatoes are gonna start breaking down a little bit, right. but they're gonna still stay intact, and that's what I want. I want the freshness. I don't want them to turn into a, like a complete like sauce. A sauce. Right, right. If you do that route, what you could do at the beginning, put half the tomatoes in. And then that will start turning into kind of like a blistered tomato sauce and then the freshness afterwards. But just because it's so hot, we got a nice bottle of white wine. Like, I want it like this. And this yeah. is how I basically had it in Italy. Beautiful. I didn't see any red sauce going on. Maybe it was a type of time of year. I don't know. Yeah, or the region, right? So the regionality. Is that a word, regionality? Regionality? I'm going to go we're with gonna it. Go, we're going to roll with this. So the regionality of Italy is, you know, what you get in the north of Italy is going to be a whole lot different than what you get in the boot, right? In the, in the heel of the boot. That or Sicily. Get, exactly. You're going to get tons of different cuisine styles, wine styles, which we'll get to in just a sec. Um, a little bit more. See, yeah. that's why you keep it going and you want everything. You add, If it's hot, you add hot to hot. Mm, good to know. That's a good tip. Hot to hot. Hot to hot, cold to cold. Because it's just going to lower it down. So we're almost there. So we're going to add our... Uh, the rest cooked of our shellfish, must, right? cooked, shellfish. cooked shellfish, took it out, then cooked everything else, and now we're adding the shellfish back in. Exactly. And like, I can feel, like, I can hear my stomach starting to rumble. Like, I can just, uh, oh boy. Add a little bit more now pepper. That finishing, yeah. But when you add the pepper, try not to get it into the individual shellfish. So a little okay. on the sides. Sure. That way it doesn't collect all into one and you bite it and you're like, oh God, no, yeah. this is crazy. So, all right, we're about there. Beautiful. I'm going to turn this heat off. It's going to keep sucking up all that juice. Okay. And if it gets too dry, we got more pasta water right yeah. here. We're going to add our pot. We're going to add about a tablespoon of lemon juice. Okay. 
that my uh, friend Chris Nork has put in there. Hey. We're going to add a little bit of the parsley. Gorgeous. So we may, just because we did about eh, a tablespoon of parsley, you don't have to add all of it. Okay. You know, you can I add... I just said in the beginning, you don't want it to taste like the backyard. Exactly. clippings after you... You know, mowed the lawn. And it's all preference. You know, if you like, you don't like parsley, put chives in there. You can put okay. anything you want. Yeah. Basil will be really nice. Oh, yeah. So, stew, same thing. And then right at the last second, we're going to add the butter. But while this is sitting and incorporating, I'm going to add a little bit of zest of a lemon. Beautiful. And there's many different ways to zest it. Some people claim you need to do this down. I don't do it that way. I hold it this way, and then all of it collects. So if you do this, you hold it here, it collects right here. And you don't want to get too dark. You don't want it to get too white, I mean. If you go down to the pith, it's going to be really bitter. That's the bitter part. This yeah. is what you want. A nice, get a nice microplane, spend the extra 20 bucks or whatever they are now, and it'll last you forever. I mean, I've had my microplane for like, I don't know, 10 years. This is good technique. I've never seen it done this way, and I've been doing it the other way. So see, Forever, that's know? good right there. Beautiful. And you're good. You don't have to put on another container, get anything else dirty. You're already that's ready. The, that's a really thing, you know, a really good thing there is when you're building those depth of flavor, you got the lemon juice and the zest. And then, yeah, you really taste that, that depth there. You, when you get both the acidity from the juice and that bright lemon The oils, flavor exactly. Flavor. You get those oil, oil extracts, yeah. which also perfumes. Oh, yeah. Oh, so right, smells amazing. Yeah, right so right when you get there, and plus, say you like, you know, it's not spicy enough for you, you can always add chili flakes, mm -hmm. and oh, then that's a good point. you can learn as you go, you know? Yeah. We're going to add a little bit more pasta water. Uh, what would you say, how much pasta water have you added in total? I would say probably about for this, about a cool, eh, I'd say a about a pint. Yeah, yeah, about yeah. a pint, yeah, about a pint. It's, it's been quite a bit, So which is good to know. We're going to add... Hey, don't be shy on that butter. Oh, no, you don't want too much. This is probably... That's what you say. Yeah. <laughs> this is probably good right here. What's that, like a tablespoon? About a tablespoon. You want to add more? No, that's perfect. We can add more. Perfect, perfect. It's all preference. So you got your extra virgin olive oil. And just be careful. Take your time. Go slow. Don't make a big mess. Mm -hmm. Unless you have like a glass top stove where you can just do it in one of these, it's a big mess. So just take your time. Let the butter um, completely incorporate. And make sure to turn the heat off when you add the butter. Otherwise, okay. it will split. Butter is an emulsification. Okay. Butter is an emulsified way to, um, second, to fat. Okay. So, right there. Pasta's not falling apart. Looks oh, good man, still. Outstanding. Just making sure that butter is completely incorporated. If you like to get a, maybe a fork, take, take a little taster. See what you think. Because once that's done, because, wait, see if you, it's a little too dry. And, and let, me, let me get that camera while you're doing that. Show, yeah, show, the, show, off my, show uh, the difference here. My Let's fork go. and spoon technique here. So, so, he's actually Italian, so he does it this way. <laughs> I actually just go in there like a Neanderthal, and I just eat it and slop it all over. I don't care. So that's outstanding. That's what it looks the like. Is so bright and fresh. The pasta is cooked perfectly. Amazing. So we're gonna get it going here. We'll put them on this part right yeah. here. Brilliant. So, and let's see. And for this, I'm gonna add 
just for plating wise, I'm gonna take the shellfish out because it's a little, you know, a little janky if you don't. There's another way you can do it too. You can always take the mussels or the clams and meat out of the shell if you wanna put them in a butter sauce and twirl the pasta nicely if you're trying to like impress somebody. We're going rustic today. Yeah, the presentation looks so much better with the, the whole shell. You know, yeah, that's what I saw too in Italy. At first, it changed my whole perspective of cooking when I went there. It just, it was mind blowing. Yeah. Because uh, I was all into all this stuff, and they're like, no, we don't do any of that. I'm like, really? They're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Now I know. And now you can actually see, if, I'm sorry about the camera, let's get another oh, one yeah. here, how much liquid. So we have that, but we're going to add a little bit more pasta water, just a little bit. So we're going to about a quarter, quarter of a cup. There we go. Nice and moist. There we go. There's many different ways you can do this. Oh, I'll do the plating. I'm plating it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're going to do a little bit here. And, be, and take your time because it splatters all over. It can get real messy. Yeah. So we're going to do a nice little thing here. Looking good. So we're getting the pasta with the sauce and some shrimp right now, and then you're gonna kind of creatively, elegantly plate the shellfish on top of what we have right now, if I, if I had to guess. That's exactly it. And then we're just gonna yeah. do the best we can, try to make it nice, get those colors. Don't forget about the colors. And then all the ones that are still left in there, uh-huh, get a little we'll spatula. It down. Get all that good stuff oh, yeah. in there. That is the good stuff. Get all that clam liqueur and all that, that. flavor. So we're going to move this here. And then I'm going to place this. I'm trying to make it as nice as you can. Oh, you're achieving a beautiful presentation. And if you're really hungry, you don't have to. So you can just skip this step, dump it in the bowl, and just go. Just eat it right out of the pan. Just I do that all the time. I'll stand right at the kitchen, and I'll eat while I'm just standing yeah. there. So I made mine a little more watery. I tried making uh, Chris's a little more nice here. <laughs> I think they both look outstanding. I am uh, about as excited to eat this as I've ever been to eat anything. This is. Uh, we're loading up. Yeah, it's like a little... A little crazy, okay? Oh, yeah. And then we can do a little, little olive oil. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The finisher. That is where it's at, right? And that's there. it. That's Look that's it. This. That's all it is. You know, you can put a, if you want a little more color, you can put a little parsley at the end. Sure. You get some micro greens if you want, which are really nice, super healthy for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those look great too. So, yeah. And then that's that's it, Chris. Let's get some forks and, and start eating it. Yeah. Put it with the wine. Yes. Let's, let's talk go. about that wine. Let's get some wine set up here for us. Take a quick break and then we'll uh, get the wine set up. So, this is the wine I chose to pair with this delicious meal so this is a northern italian style wine we've got a suave classico Ooh. very nice 2020 like um, the song so yes <laughs> suave suave <laughs> so we've got uh, a little different style of wine classifications 
in Europe than we do in America. So you've got your old world style wines, which are your European wines, and your new world style, which is you know, Australia, United States, that kind of stuff. So typically in Italy, they classify their wines or they, they name their wines after the region instead of after the grape. So okay. you know, here you've got Chardonnay, Cabernet, um, regardless of where they're grown. In Italy, they refer to it as the, uh, the city or town in which it's grown. So Suave is actually the town. Okay. It's in the Veneto region. Veneto? It's an hour outside of Venice. Okay. And So it's know, on the west side. Yeah, oh, so east side. Sorry, east side. Closer to the Alps, I think. Yeah, so you know, you've got, if you had the same exact wine that was produced in the United States, they would call this a Garganega. Garganega. So that is the grape. So this is 100% Garganega. There's no blend going on here. Uh, it is 100%. They, the Italian government is very controlling when it comes to their wines. Yes, they are. What you're allowed to call it, what you're allowed to put into it, where you're allowed to grow it. So you see this little label right here, the DOC. Yep. That is the, the government agency that said, okay, we put our stamp of approval on this. You are allowed to call this Suave Classico. Wow. Um, in order to be called Suave, it has to have 70% Garganega. Okay. They can also blend that with Chardonnay uh, and Verdicchio, which are also two other grapes. But this one, 100% Garganega. Uh, so we're going to pop this bottle real quick. Um, and they do that a lot with a, a many things. Prosciutto, Parmigiano-Reggiano. Yeah, yeah. They're very big on, on making sure what they say is what it is is what it is so yes. it's uh i'm not surprised but it also makes sure that people aren't you know trying to sell you fake stuff which right. i very i really appreciate that yeah it's like a little bit of insurance you know you're assured that it's going to be exactly what they claim it is um and so uh, a little interesting fact that suave classico was one of the, it was actually the second biggest imported Italian wine in the United States back in the 1970s. Why is that? Uh, it was just super popular and oh, they okay. were producing a ton of it. The number one grape, the number one wine, what would you guess it is from Italy? I would say Chianti. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was. I just remember still, getting those little baskets, the bottles, when you go to the restaurants. Eat his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. And I, heard, uh, I actually, sorry to cut you off. I was actually realizing that uh, Texas is perfect for Savion, uh, I would say Savion Blanc grapes, right? Uh, yeah, Texas has a really cool uh, wine scene up and coming. Or Sangiovese, actually. Sangiovese, Sangiovese which is Sangiovese. the grape of Chianti. Um, and that is... Uh, it lends itself well to the growing climate here in Texas. I don't want to try something. Chris showed me something really cool. He yes. put it at the back. I want to make sure I don't spill it. it. Spill. And this then, is a great way to aerate your wine, like, like right like this. Oh, okay. Yeah, kind of cool. Kind of show off a, a little, little bit. spinny roux. You can see the legs. One cool thing that we like to do here uh, is if you want to get your, your little camera oh, here. That's nice. Uh, you want to take a little yes. video. Let's do it. Uh, one way to see. I'm going to move that real quick. One way to see the color and the clarity of the wine is to hold it over a white piece of paper. You see how right here, 
there's like you can see the color of it. Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, right in there you can kind of get the color of the That's wine. That's a smart idea with the white. Uh-huh. So you can yep. see the blend. So when you're tasting wine, you want to uh, here, why don't you give this a taste with me? Let's so do it. You want to first kind of look at it, right? So we just looked at the color. It's got that nice straw yellow color. Then next, right, like you're doing, you want to give it a sniff. And you want to kind of identify pear. some of those fresh fruit flavors. Pear. Apricot. Absolutely. You get some apricot. You got obviously some bright citrusy notes like lemon, lime, and um, maybe a little melon. Yeah, I do smell some stone minerality, right? Mm. Uh, that's going to be more on the uh, the flavor palette. So like stone be, is like a stone fruit. Stone fruit would be the apricot, uh, but actually like a stone. If you kind of imagine, uh, kind of like close your eyes and imagine like a, a wet stone. Oh, kinda, wow. Yeah, that's where you get the minerality from. Oh, wow. I never heard of that. So now we'll give it a taste. And it's smooth. A little spicy. This is about 13% alcohol. A little spicy for sure. So let's have a glass. And then let's uh, enjoy this meal. I'm so excited. And one of the best ways, so you got a white shirt on or you're with your girlfriend or whoever, wife, you're eating this in the shell. A lot of places, they'll take them out of the shell so it's less messy because it's one way you kind of want to have almost like a knife and a fork with you. That way you can separate it from the actual um, shell itself. So it's kind of like, can. Yeah, let's see what you're talking about here. So see right here? Yeah. You got to move it a little... Move it to the side, kind of shuck it off. Okay. You know, because you want the shell for flavor, but usually when you get something like this, you have another another container you can put all the shells yeah, in while you're eating. Bowl. Here, I got a discard you bowl. You got a discarded bowl, perfect. Yeah. And then that I'm way gonna... you can just kind of put it in. Let's jump right in. I'm going in head first. This looks outstanding. Let me get a little shrimp on there. Thank you, brother. Oh, yeah. Mm. Very good. For me, oh, it could go maybe a little bit more heat. Sure. But this would be perfect for like maybe like a uh, like a little hot sauce that you have already. Little little bits on there. Maybe yeah. a little more finishing salt. You know, for me, I don't know yeah. about you, Chris. I'll take some. He's got some of this Malden salt right here. So we're gonna <clears throat> a little bit on. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, you want that is a lot coarser of a salt first scrape. So it's got like little pyramids and it has like more of a textural flavor, a little subtle yes, salt flavor. Salt. This it's, is outstanding. I mean, I am like kind of blown away at how delicious this is. And we made this in real time. This was, uh, you know, from start to finish. We didn't, uh, we didn't take any breaks. We just did it. Mm. A little napkin for you, sir. Thank you very much. It's a little messy, you know, but that's pasta. Oh, worth it. Take your time when you're eating it. The sauce is not gooped up into a, uh, a pool. It hasn't dried out. It stayed with its characteristics of what it is. It's, uh, it's a home run. It is. Yeah, I think it goes exceptionally with you the know, wine, too. And if you want, you can always add a little bit more lemon juice. You got more lemons, you get a little, little on sure, top. Sure, yeah. You know, but that's basically a little practice. more... Also, if it gets a little too, you can always like there's different flavor like Meyer lemon uh, extra virgin olive oils or blood orange olive oil. I wouldn't suggest that for this one, but you can always incorporate that, get a little other flavor because of the citrus 
um, notes from the oils that blend with the oil. It really gives it an amazing aroma. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, when you add truffle to something. So, like I'm saying, this is amazing. It's already, the, the yeah. tomatoes already broken down. Yeah, the tomatoes aren't as firm as like a, a, a fresh tomato. They cook down a little bit. And I'll you show know, you. I think this was uh, absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's all I got. Yeah, man. Um, this was great. I hope, uh, I hope if you're listening or watching, you had a good time. Uh, cheers to you, sir. Cheers. We did it. This is the first episode, first of many. And uh, thank you all so much for watching. Thank cheers. you so much.